wonderful friends. Welcome to Fate FM Drive Time Big Q&A. This is Nick Rita, your host, and I'm very happy to be with you today. Very special times uh, in this week. Uh, everyone uh, busy probably to run through and fro to prepare for the um, event which we all um, expected. But it's good to have you with us. Thank you for tuning in. I would like to just um, introduce our co-host today and uh, Will Moala. It's a pastor of the Seventh-day Adventist uh, Church in Adelaide, uh, pastoring uh, for Paravista Church and uh, Gola Church. Will, good to have you with us. Thank you, Nick. It's always good to be with you here in the studio today. Look, it's a privilege to be together. And as I said uh, just a bit earlier, uh, people are busy, you know, uh, Uh, trying to do the last bits, you know, for um, for Christmas. As the topic for our uh, whole week is um, God keeps his promises. And we are going to talk uh, a little bit today, Will, about uh, why so much fuss? Why so much fuss? A lot of people not having to do anything probably with the Bible or being religious they still celebrate Christmas. And that's, that's very interesting. Did you observe this or do you have this experience hearing even people who are not Christians to, to kind of being involved with Christmas? Uh, yeah. I mean, um, I didn't necessarily grow up in a Christian home, Nick. And, um, I think there was some years we had a Christmas tree and we, I think not some, probably most Christmases actually. But, you know, my feeling of Christmas today, it's, I think it's just more of a cultural thing. I think, whether people are religious or not, Christian or not, Christmas is just that time of the year where it's about family and getting mm. together. And so I think it's, it means different things to different people. Obviously for the believer, it's obviously a time to reflect on mm-hmm. the, the birth of Christ and then, you know, and kind of the person of Jesus. That's, that's what Christmas means for the believer. But there, but you know, we're living in Australia in a secular country where a lot of people celebrate Christmas and they don't, really claim to be religious or mm-hmm. don't even identify to be Christian. So for them, it has a different meaning. It's, as I said earlier, it's about family and mm-hmm. getting together and sharing a meal. But it's definitely something that, as I said, it means the different things to different people and um, people can celebrate it and people do celebrate mm-hmm. it without that real God factor. That, yes. That, and, you know, that's something that we probably want to open up today with our yeah, absolutely. listeners. Absolutely. So. And even myself growing up in a communist country, you know, in Romania, now uh, we had great Christmases there. Not always the meaning and understanding the meaning of uh, the birth of Jesus. And probably that's where the confusion is, the association of the birth of Jesus with the festival, the celebration of Christmas. Because um, in, yeah, I mean, my understanding is that um, 25th of December doesn't have to do anything with the birth of Jesus. If you look in the Bible, uh, it gives us some hints uh, of the season when Jesus was born and it doesn't indicate that that's December and particularly the yep. uh, date because we know about the 25th of December, there were maybe some other festivals, even a pagan festival, yep. which uh, Christianity kind of borrowed that. But uh, Let's see how much we'll, uh, we'll get into that. Uh, today, we really want to look at this um, will uh, about why so much fast, but also um, understanding that God keeps his promises. Yeah. And uh, that was the promise of the Messiah 
straight after the falling into sin yeah. of the human yeah, very good. kind, you know? And um, the birth of Jesus, it's something which people after the Garden of Eden look forward for that uh, event of the birth of the Messiah. Yeah. And this is, I believe, yeah, very important if we could put some basis here uh, today for the for the whole week. Now, we are going to touch some of the things on, on the subjects like uh, why is Jesus better than Santa? <laughs> you know? yeah, that's a good topic. <laughs> I think that will be a good topic also. Or is virgin birth possible? Now, the Bible speaks about that and we'll look into that. Is Christmas story still relevant, right? which that indicates the birth of Jesus, the Messiah again, and uh, and also how many more gifts. And uh, we'll look into that very thoroughly too, uh, the gift of God, the amazing gift of God in Jesus Christ. Amen. But before we're moving on, um, I would like to um, let our listener know that they can be part of this program, you know. Uh, they can send us a text message on zero four double eight double eight zero eight double one. On this number, we are going to give you a beautiful book uh, today. Jot down this uh, number because later on we'll come and uh, talk a little bit about the book. And um, yeah, you can request this free offer from us. I'm just thinking, uh, Will, while I'm mentioning this, uh, can we just yeah. give from the beginning a little bit of idea about the book which we have in offer for today? Sure. So the title of the book that we're offering our listeners um, this week, uh, Nick, is the book, uh, the title is called Advent, Hearing the Good News in the Story of Jesus' Birth. And that is authored by uh, Nathan Brown. Um, so basically this book is about obviously the birth of Christ. And let me just read a couple of lines from the uh, book here. It says, Something happened. Something happened that was so significant that every year we pause and sing songs about it. We share gifts with each other and we, we retell the story. Something happened that changed everything, something good. And when a child is born, it's natural for parents to be in awe, wondering who their precious baby will grow up to be. But the birth of Jesus also created a transcendent wonder that has echoed down to us throughout the years, wonder because of who he already was. And so, yeah, Nick, that's the, what we want to offer our listeners uh, on Faith FM Drive Time Advent. Um, and it's a wonderful book. And uh, Nathan Brown is a, a very uh, uh, established uh, Christian author. He's written many uh, books. And um, I think that our listeners would really enjoy it. And um, we want to give that to our listeners as a free gift during this uh, holiday festive season. Absolutely. And if you have in mind somebody which you can give this yeah. book as, as, a, as a gift from yourself, you know, you receive a gift, but you can give a, a gift. Don't hesitate to send us a text message on 0488880811 with the code SA29. You just need to send uh, on that uh, text message this code SA29 and our friendly uh, bot will um, ask you maybe some questions and this book will uh, will come um, on its way uh, to you. Please don't hesitate on that one and uh, this is your time now. This program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. All right, well, let's uh, dig in a little bit uh, today about our question, why so much fuss? Um, and let's look at the Bible, but well, in the, in the Old Testament, maybe we'll may start in the Old Testament and, uh, and see some of the fulfillment 
of the prophecies in regard to the birth of Jesus. And um, I, yeah, I believe um, the Bible is quite uh, full of these promises. Unfortunately, and this is the thing, if we are not paying attention and understanding the Bible, we may miss out of the fulfillment of the prophecy as the people in the time of Jesus, when only few people um, kind of were aware or even some strangers you know those yeah. people from far away you know uh, yeah. understanding about this would you would you be able to just um, sure. share with us sure what, what i just want to say on the outset before we dive in nick to um, to what the bible says um so we're looking at the question today why is it so much fuss and i think for us as christians um why is the birth of jesus um why is it so important and uh, what we want to do is is show our listeners and read from Scripture is that it is absolutely a big deal because the birth of Jesus is actually, you know, the turning point, if you will, within um, human history, mm. as, according to the Christian uh, uh, perspective. And so what we're going to look at today, Nick, is we're going to look at um, some passages, um, not all of them, because there's many uh, prophecies um that talk about um, the coming Messiah, which we understand and believe it is fulfilled in the person of Jesus. But before I do that, Nick, I, I thought I'd just, you know, there's a text that comes to my mind in the Gospel of John, um, you know, when Jesus appeared to his disciples um, before the cross. He said to them in verse 29, he says, I tell you these things before it comes to pass, so that when it does come to pass, you may believe. And, and you know, Nick, as you would know, when Jesus was in the context, when he said those words to his disciples, he was basically telling them things that was going to happen to mm. him, talking about his death and, and you know, and, and what would ultimately happen to him. And I love that word, Nick, because he says there to the disciples in the, in the 14th chapter of the Gospel of John, is that he wanted them to know that that he would tell them before it happened so that they would believe. And I think for our listeners at, uh, on Faith FM, that's why we're doing this program because it is a big deal about the birth of Jesus. And the reason why it's a big deal is that in Scripture, God, through his infinite wisdom, you know, the Bible says God can see the end from the beginning, mm. as you'd know, Nick. And so the reason why we are passionate about it is because God said something that would happen. That's what a prophecy is. It's basically a foretelling. And so through God's prophets in the Old Testament, some centuries before the actual birth of Jesus, God will uh, use these prophets to say things about the, the work and the character and the mission of Jesus through revelation, through dreams. And, and the exciting thing is it's fulfilled in the Bible through Jesus. But I think what's even, I guess, a, a side, I guess, blessing, if you will, Nick, is that why does God give us this? Because he wants us to believe. Mm. He wants us to trust him. And that's why we are so passionate about uh, the Bible and particularly prophecy, because God says things in advance so that we can believe. And so that's why we want to look at some of these prophecies. And um, probably for our listeners today, Nick, they, they're probably aware of some of these prophecies. They may have heard about these. Um, but we want to kind of point, we want to bridge the connection. We want to see it in its Old Testament context, what it was saying there, and then how it was fulfilled. In the person of Jesus. And maybe even keeping in mind this um, question which we have for today, why so much fuss? Because that fuss may be not related actually to what we think that's related, you know, uh, in this context of Christmas. 
Very good. And I'm, I'm glad you raised that, Nick, because it, it may not be a big fuss for some people in secular society where, oh, they think Christmas is just, you know, a Christmas tree and, you know, Santa Claus and, you know, a couple of Christmas presents. And for some people, that's where it stops. It's, mm. it's almost like another public holiday, you know, where we just kind of get around the barbecue and, and we have some friends and family over. It's a few days off. But, in reality, the birth of Jesus is actually one of the most profound and exciting uh, revelations, if you will, of God um, in Scripture. Mm. And so, and, and that's why we want to talk about it today, Nick. So, look, I've got a, I've got a, a few references of scriptures that I want to share today, and I don't think we're going to get through all of them. But let me just maybe touch on maybe maybe a few. Um, that can kind of uh, show us um, that the person of Jesus was, you know, a direct fulfillment. So maybe I'll just start with the first one because you know we're giving out a book uh, called Advent, Nick, and it's mm-hmm. talking about uh, the good news in the story of Jesus's birth and the reason why we're choosing this topic because, as we know, it's Christmas and everyone's singing carols about Jesus and joy to the world and hark the herald angels sing and we there's you know the the TV will put on a big Christmas carols and a lot of them sing these songs and it's got the words Jesus in it. Mm. We hear the hymn, uh, the song uh, Away in a Manger. And, and for some people, it's like another story, almost like Santa Claus, or it's just a story that kids have been brought up knowing and believing, or maybe not believing, but they definitely know the story. Mm. But for but when we really look at it, Nick, it is a powerful story because it's it's about the birth of, of Jesus, who is God in the flesh. That's what's so exciting. And the saviour of the world. The saviour of the world. Amen to that. So let, let me just jump off with the first uh, reference here is in Micah 5 and verse 2. And so so what I'm going to do now, Nick, we're going to just go through the line and maybe um, share a few um, uh, predictions, if you will, of the in the Old Testament of um, the coming Messiah. And we want to see how it's fulfilled in the person of Jesus. Mm-hmm. So probably the best place to start is the place of his birth. So there is an Old Testament prophet by the name of Micah, as some, as our listeners will, most will probably uh, be aware of. He, he gives us a prophecy in the fifth chapter in, of his book in Micah 5 verse 2, and it describes the place where the Messiah ultimately uh, would come from. And it says there in verse 2, it says, But you, O Bethlehem, Ephratah, who are little who are too little to be among the clans of Judah, from you shall come forth for me one who is to be ruler in Israel, whose coming forth is from of old, from ancient days, or another another translation says, from everlasting. Wow. So, Nick, uh, and for our listeners today, so here in the book of Micah, Old Testament prophet, I, I think he, he lived somewhere around 500 years before the actual birth of Jesus. So this is some two and a half thousand years old. This, when Micah was received this revelation, he writes it down in scripture, Nick. And then what do we find? Well, if you go to the New Testament, we are told of the birth narrative of Jesus, sorry, narrative, the story, mm, mm. and it has this to say in uh, Luke 2, uh, 4 to 7. It says, And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem. 
because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. And then goes on in verse 6 onward. But but here, here's the thing, uh, Nick. We're told of, of Jesus being born in Bethlehem. And and so, sorry, I, I don't think I've, I've finished that verse there. It's actually um, Luke 2, 4 to 7. And it, if you don't mind, Nick, I'm just going to open my Bible very quickly. Because and while, I, you do, while you're doing that, uh, Will, looking into the Bible, what caught my attention here is that it says, uh, but you, O Bethlehem Ephrata. Um, yes, I yes, think yes, that's yes. a very interesting thing because by my understanding and those people who study the Bible and uh, is that I heard about that there were two Bethlehems. Yes. Uh, and it can be a confusion, you know, about which Bethlehem, but it was pointed out very accurately that this will be Bethlehem Ephrata. Yeah. And even mentioning, you know, from you are a small group here, not being even uh, um, able to be counted as as the you know the tribes of Judah, uh, but Messiah will be born from yeah. you. And another thing which also uh, captured my attention is that Jesus was promised, you know, or the Messiah was promised, you know, to Adam and Eve and the rest of the people, you know, after that, as their Savior, yeah. Redeemer, and most of them, they know, they looked at Jesus, which was true, the King uh, of God's people. But you know, when they associate the King, they were always looking, particularly in Israel, what they they thought a King will come somewhere in Jerusalem. Yeah. Uh, even even the the three wise men, you know, they were uh, coming to Jerusalem. You know yes, what I mean? Yes. The expectation is different, but we have to allow the Bible. To read into the Bible what the Bible tells us because God knows mm-hmm. everything what's going to happen. And if we pay attention to that, we'll not be deceived. Yes. I think that was what, what was, yeah, but please finish that, um, yeah. that verse which you, you thought that maybe you didn't read it fully. Yeah. So it says there, um, in, um, Luke 2, 4 to 7. It says, uh, Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem. Because he was at the house of house and lineage of David to be registered with Mary, his betrothed wife, who was with child. Luke two and verse six uh, now says, "So it was that while they were there, the days were completed for her to be delivered." In verse seven, and she brought forth her firstborn son, speaking about Jesus, and wrapped him in a swaddling cloths and laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them. In the end, mm. very similar to that song we sing during Christmas time, you know, away in a manger. So, so the point there is, um, uh, Nick, is the biblical record in the New Testament talks about Jesus being born in Bethlehem. Mm. And so the place of Jesus's birth was actually an Old Testament, uh, fulfillment through Micah that the Messiah, uh, would actually be born in uh, Bethlehem. And just kind of coming back to what you're saying, Nick, I've got in my study Bible there exactly what you were saying on the notion of two Bethlehems. And it says there, and commenting on this, it says there were two places in Palestine called Bethlehem. The one reference here, talking about in the birth narrative of Jesus, is a village approximately eight kilometers south of Jerusalem. The other was the town of Bethlehem, approximately 11 kilometers northwest of Nazareth 
in Galilee. So you've got two Bethlehems. Mm-hmm. There's one south of Jerusalem, 8Ks, and then uh, my note says here the other one was northwest of Nazareth in Galilee. So isn't that amazing, Nick, that in the Old Testament prophecy, it even specifies which Bethlehem? Bethlehem Ephrata. Mm. That's the one that, that uh, Micah was uh, divinely inspired where the Messiah was be, to be born. And so, you know, that, that's pretty amazing. I mean, to think that two and a half thousand years ago, that God through a prophet named Micah could actually, uh, to actually name the actual place. Like you were saying, Nick, he could have been born in Jerusalem, Egypt, Rome, mm. wherever. It is specified, um, the birth of Jesus. That's why I'm probably getting ahead of myself here, but Nick, but you but, were but even before you going there, uh, Will, if I could interrupt yeah, here yeah, for go, a second, go, because go, go this came in my mind now, yeah. and I never looked at this, honestly, and I may need to do a bit of a study <laughs> of, of, of this one. <laughs> but you know, Jesus was born in Bethlehem, Ephrata, yes. because Joseph and Mary over that decree was, which was given to, to, to be, the people to be counted, they travel long distance. Yes. To, um, to Bethlehem. Yes. Because, you know, and they, they need to find a place of, uh, lineage, you know, where, um, Joseph was, uh, you know, uh, his lineage. But interesting enough that they lived more in, around Galilee. And Nazareth. Closer to the first. Which will be closer to the other Bethlehem, which can be very, very tricky. But here, the prophet talks about where Jesus was born, not where Jesus lived around. Because that can be a confusion, you know, because I believe Jesus lived more closer to the other Bethlehem in his life. Could be, yes. Which I need to look into this a little bit more, you know, but it just clicked into my head when <laughs> you mentioned I can see that. your face lighting up, Nick. <laughs> just um, just beaming because you, you're sensing there is another mm. aspect to this that you want to dig into. That's that, Isn't that the beauty of Scripture is that we're always finding something new and always seeing a different um, perspective on, on these stories that we have perhaps read many mm. times. So, you know, Nick, because I know that we only have a short time to cover and you look, you're looking at the same um, content that I'm going to be sharing. But c- can I just maybe go through a list? I'm not going to maybe go through all of them, but just just to give our listeners just the 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 depth of these different prophecies. So, for for those listening, um, I've got a list in front of me of the various prophecies that were mentioned in the Old Testament and how it was fulfilled in Jesus. So, whether we get to all of them, or not, we probably won't. Mm. But just to listen to, I mean, the amazing predictions that were mentioned and think about it how can all of these prophecies i mean think about the probability of all of these prophecies being fulfilled in one person yes i mean you know fair enough a skeptic could say nick oh well everyone was born in bethlehem but when you when you gather up all of the prophecies together it seems to be um shortening the um the probability of, of it applying to how many people, you mm, know? Mm. So let me just dr- go down this list because I'm, even me looking at it now, Nick, it's, it's quite amazing. So here we have, and these are some Old Testament prophecies, the place of his birth, his virgin birth, talking about Jesus' birth, the slaughter of the children. Now you'll know there's a story when Jesus was born in Matthew 2, King Herod tried to eradicate all of the, all of the, uh, children because the wise men didn't report back to him. So, mm. so let me just go down the list because I, It'll take me a long while if I talk on each one, but listen to this. Just, just for those listeners who are listening, the place of his birth, his virgin birth, the slaughter of the children, uh, his flight into Egypt, the time of his baptism, 
his rejection by the people. That's a huge mm. one, Nick. I've got here in front of me Isaiah 53. That is powerful. His entrance into Jerusalem, his betrayal by a friend, the price of his betrayal. He was spat upon and beaten. Isaiah 50, he was crucified between two thieves, Isaiah 53, the wounds in his body, Zechariah 12, he was given vinegar vinegar and gall to drink, Psalm 69, Mm. gambling for his clothes, Psalm 22, none of his bones were broken, Psalm 34, he was to be buried with the rich, Isaiah 53, and then ultimately his resurrection in Psalm 16. I probably should have given the verses for the first ones as well, but just that in and of itself, Nick, all of those those prophecies, and then you say, how was this fulfilled? And what we're saying to our, our listeners today, Nick, is that it all converges in points and is fulfilled through the person of Jesus. So our question today is, why is there so much fuss? Why are we as Christians so excited about Christmas more than just the Christmas trees and the presents and chocolate? Because it's talking about Jesus, Mm. the one that the Old Testament prophets had predicted would come. And I know it's not necessarily our topic today, but it's not just any baby, as you Mm. know, Nick. It is Jesus. It is, as Matthew 121, uh, he will bring forth a son. You will call his name Jesus. He will save his people from their sins. Amen for that. So this is not just some ordinary birth. Somewhere and I, and I hope that this uh, uh, is the case for us all, that we will not be trapped only into the busyness of this season or all other yes. things, but we will really understand the meaning of the birth of Jesus as our Savior. Yeah. I think yeah, that's very important. And, and by the way, we'll, on, uh, we'll come back on some of those uh, yeah. passages Let's in the it. Bible to, to read them out and to maybe comment a little bit. But I just wonder if I could take a short break here, uh, play a song, and we'll be back soon. Now, keep in mind that uh, we'll mention the book, which will uh, give it away right after the song. Uh, have that number ready if you want to send us a text message. I will give it to you the number right now: zero four double eight double eight zero eight double one. And we'll give you more information when we talk about the book and the offer. But right now, let's listen to this beautiful, beautiful song: "O Come, O Come, Emmanuel." O come, O come, Emmanuel. And ransom captive Captive Israel 
That was a beautiful song uh, about our Lord Jesus Christ, Emmanuel, and we are uh, on drive time, on Faith FM drive time, BQ&A with Nick Rita and Will Moala uh, talking today about God keeps his promises. And the question we want to really ask today is why so much fuss? Just before the break, we were uh, uh, looking about uh, those promises of God, the prophecies in regard to Jesus and his birth. And we talk about the accuracy of the birth of Jesus in Bethlehem, Ephrata. Very, very amazing. And uh, Will is just uh, uh, going to look a little bit more into uh, the Bible and the passages of the Bible to to prove to us all um, how this was the divine uh, knowledge of God and uh, telling us what's going to happen. Now, uh, because we are just uh, around uh, this festive um, time of, you know, celebration of the birth of Jesus, Christmas and New Year coming up, um, we just want to give you that assurance that what God promises comes true. 
because that's not the promise of a man, it's the promise of God. Just before we are continuing, we want to give you the book which we have prepared for uh, you today. That offer is uh, the book called Advent. I may ask you, Will, to just talk very briefly about that book, and I will tell our listeners that they can send a message to 048880811 with the code SA29. And this book, uh, it's, uh, it's yours, uh, dear friend. Yeah, so the book is uh, called Advent, uh, Hearing the Good News in the Story of Jesus' Birth, and it's uh, authored by Nathan Brown. And so for those who may not know, the, the word Advent, thought I might just add this as well, it actually means the, the the arrival or the coming one, and so that's why it's called the Advent. Uh, this book, um, because it's talking about the the birth, the arrival of Jesus. And I thought what I might just do. It's basically a story. It's just uh, Nathan Brown's uh, presenting the this uh, gospel story of the birth of Jesus and and how it relates to our lives. I, I really just want to share this quote here, Nick, at the beginning by Dr. Peter Rowenfeld who has authored a book called Following Jesus. I love what he has to say about the book here. And it's just a few lines. He says, Feeling jaded, weary, unsure that you can face Christmas this year? This is a must read, perhaps as daily readings for December. But once you start, it is so inspiring, provoking, relevant, and unique that you may want to read it all in one sitting. So that's the book we want to give to our listeners um, if they're up for it, um, to text the code word and love to send that out. And to don't hesitate to do that right now. Send us a text message on 0488880811. The code is SA29. SA stands for South Australia, number 29. Make sure that they are together, no space in between them, not to confuse our friendly bot uh, with the rest of the information there. But Will, it's um, our privilege to talk about this amazing, amazing prophecies sure. and promises of God in regard to the birth of Jesus Christ. And then in the few minutes we still have left for this program, I would like you to, to share from the gospel, from the Bible yeah. about these beautiful yeah. promises. So look, um, we just shared just a few moments earlier about we just went through a list of some of the prophecies that, that we see in Scripture, and we're probably just going to highlight maybe two or three for our time today. But I thought we might, we, we just looked at the place of Jesus' birth before the break, and we, we shared how uh, Micah shared how he would be born in Bethlehem, and that's exactly where Jesus was born. Probably just two or three that I'd like to uh, share with our listeners today, Nick. I think probably the, the biggest one is, not the biggest one, but... Important, important or, during yeah, the yeah. season we're living, mm-hmm. uh, the, the, you know, during this festive season is, you know, the Bible actually predicted that Jesus would be born of a virgin. Mm. Now, and that sounds impossible. And look, I don't want to steal the thunder from my good friends, Eric and Gary. They're going to be talking more about this on tomorrow's program. But I just want to share the verses that connect this together. So um, if you'd go to Isaiah chapter 7, um, Isaiah, one of the great Old Testament prophets in Scripture, he said these words, Isaiah 7.14, Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and yet you shall call his name Emmanuel. Guess what, Nick? We see this exactly fulfilled in the life of Jesus. Because if you go to the Gospel of Matthew in chapter 1, it tells us that uh, in verses verse 20, now this is a story when uh, the angel appears to Joseph and tells 
uh, Joseph about this, that Mary, his uh, fiance at the time, if you want to put it that way, mm-hmm. was um, going to have a, birth, uh, a baby. And so here it is in Matthew 1 verse 20. But while he thought about these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take to you Mary, your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. And she will bring forth the son, you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Verse 22, so all this was done, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet. That's the prophet Isaiah saying, verse 23, Behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son. They shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. Now, did it happen? Yes. Verse 24 and 25 tells us, Then Joseph, being aroused from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord commanded him and took to him his wife and did not know her till she had brought forth her firstborn son and he called his name Jesus, just as what the angel directed him to call this child. So here, um, Nick, there is a very clear fulfillment of, of Scripture is even Matthew, the author, even quotes what we're doing. He's actually doing this uh, this program for us because mm. he's he's telling something that happened in the birth of Jesus, and he says it was fulfilled. So in this instance, he's quoting what we just read in Isaiah. So what's Matthew doing in the gospel story? He's saying, "Hey, the birth of Jesus was actually a fulfillment of what the prophet Isaiah said." And if you go through Matthew, he does that quite a few times. He uses that phrase often. Thus it was fulfilled. Thus it was fulfilled. Thus it was fulfilled. So Matthew, the author of Matthew, is trying to say to the his uh, first century readers of his time, hey, this person, Jesus, he, the events that transpired in his life was a direct fulfillment. So we've got the virgin birth. That is a miracle in and of itself, Nick, that Jesus, the Bible says, uh, the angels told Joseph is, is that Mary would be uh, conceived of the Holy Spirit. So it was a supernatural birth. This wasn't a birth as in a traditional sense where, you know, man, woman come together and, and, and procreate. No, this was a miraculous birth. So we got the virgin birth, uh, Old Testament prediction in Isaiah. We find it fulfilled in the person of Jesus. Now, look, it's so hard, Nick, because there's, there's so many that I can share with our listeners today, but I, I would do this topic injustice if I didn't take our listeners to this beautiful passage in Isaiah 53. And this prophecy, if I could give it a title, is that the Messiah would ultimately be rejected by his people. And so if you go to Isaiah 53, one of the most beautiful passages in Scripture that highlights the the nature of the Messiah and how he would be received. It says there in verse 3, and we don't have time to read the whole chapter, but, you know, especially around verses 3 to 6, we it's a beautiful section there. But just in verse 3, it tells us something. It says in Isaiah 53, verse 3, He was despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief, and as one from whom men hide their faces, he was despised and we esteemed him not. So, so that's the Old Testament prophecy, Nick, mm. through Isaiah, that the Messiah wasn't going to be someone that everyone would just embrace. It says that he was a man of sorrows. He was a cranny with grief. He was rejected. Did that happen in the person of Jesus? Absolutely. If you go to the New Testament, uh, John, the Gospel of John, says these words in chapter 1, verse 11. He, talking about Jesus, came to his own and his own people did not receive him. And so 
when you look at the story of Jesus, did the religious leaders of his day accept him? No. By and large, they rejected him. Absolutely. They refused to acknowledge him as the as the Messiah. I would really encourage our listeners, Nick, if you haven't read chapter 53 of Isaiah, to, to really go home, open it up, go online, because there's some beautiful verses talking about, about how Jesus not only was rejected, but ultimately how he would... Uh, become that sacrifice. Mm. And Will, while you while you saying this, uh, just a thought came to my mind, and I just want to say that uh, while we are so excited about the birth of Jesus in relation with the Christmas as uh, people yep. are celebrating, I'm just wondering if that happens in your heart. You know, the the birth of Jesus in is the birth of Jesus, the Savior of this world, real mm. for you. Yes. For me, because uh, otherwise, you know, uh, we can be in the same category, like of those people who rejected Jesus when the fulfillment of the prophecy came. Yeah. Uh, I think, you know, it's a sobering question yes. because uh, we can be carried uh, away yeah. with all the things going on, all the glamour, all the things of this season and missing out the most important thing. Yeah. The connection. With our Lord Jesus yeah. Christ and and His work in our life, yeah. and I was just thinking as well as you were talking, Nick. Is Christmas is a time where we give gifts and we wrap up presents for our little ones. It's a time of giving. And for the Christian, the ultimate gift was in the person of Jesus. That Absolutely, as it says in John, Gospel of John, for God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son. And that's what we're trying to communicate today, Nick. Is that you know, we're not here to give you a bunch of Bible texts, which is great, mm. but we're trying to show our listeners and, 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 and connect with our audience today to say that Jesus was the promised gift Amen. that God wanted to give to the human race. And, and all we're saying is, hey, these are what the prophet said. This is where he said he was born. This is how it describes how he'll be treated. This is how he would even die. And so, so when you line all these evidence up, Nick, we just look back and we say, wow, what a picture of God's great love. Amen. And so for you and I and for our listeners today, those who have accepted Jesus and his gospel, Christmas is a beautiful time because mm. yes, it's, just like every most of the people today, it's it's family, it's friends, it's it's food, it's fun and meeting family that flown in from interstate, and it's a often the one time of the year where you you meet your family that you haven't seen all year. But what we're trying to say, Nick, is is that behind that all is the ultimate gift. And that is the person of Jesus. And we are going to talk yeah. a bit more about this one. The, how many more gifts, you know? <laughs> but later on in the in the week, we'll uh, we'll uh, approach that one. Right. Uh, well, uh, that was wonderful, you know, to learn about, uh, you know, uh, in prophecy the rejection yes. of God's people, which was prophesied. Well, people will say, "Oh, no way! We're not doing. We are not going to do that." But, you know, when God knows our hearts and our uh, behavior, you know, um, that was wonderful. What else would you like to share um, uh, to see the fulfillment, the, the prophecy and the fulfillment of the prophecy? Yeah. So there's quite a few here. But um, so there's a rejection. Probably the one I want to just kind of go on here is the betrayal. Because if you know the gospel story, Jesus was ultimately uh, he was betrayed by one of his very closest disciples, mm. Judas. Mm. And um, what 
perhaps some listeners may not realize is even that in and of itself was a fulfillment of prophecy. So if you look at um, this Old Testament book called Zechariah, I just want to read to our listeners today what it says there in chapter 11, verse 12. It says, Then I said to them, If it seems good to you, give me my wages, but if not, keep them. And they weighed out as my wages 30 pieces of silver. Interesting, this is amount of money. You go to the Gospel of Matthew, Nick. It tells us in the 26th chapter in verse 15, And they said, What will you give me if I deliver him over to you? And they paid him 30 pieces of silver. And so there's this, almost this direct fulfillment even of how much that Jesus will be paid. And if you read Matthew 26, the, the context there is Judas is asking how much will he get paid for mm. betraying Jesus. Mm. And so it's 30 pieces of silver. And so if you go down the line, Nick, um, how Jesus was spat upon and beaten, um, Isaiah 50 verse 6, this is another Powerful prophecy in Isaiah. It says in chapter 15 verse 6, I gave my back to those who strike and my cheeks to those who pull out the beard. I hid not my face from disgrace and spitting. What happens in Matthew 26 about Jesus when he's on the cross? Matthew 26 verse 67, they, then they spit in his face and struck him and some slapped him. Mm. I mean, this is incredible, Nick. That, that to almost, uh, to the minutest detail, the prophecies have been fulfilled in the person of Jesus. Um, the crucifixion of Jesus, you will know that, uh, Jesus hung on a cross between two thieves. Um, guess what? That was a fulfillment of prophecy. Um, Isaiah 53 and verse 12, um, says there that, um, therefore I will divide him a portion with the many. He shall divide the spoil with the strong because he poured out his soul to death and he was numbered with the transgressors. That's the phrase I just want to kind of touch on there. And then in Mark 15, this idea of being numbered with the transgressors, you go to the gospel of Mark 15, Nick, and it tells us in verse 27, and with him, they crucified two robbers, one on his right and one on his left. So even Jesus the Messiah, when he was crucified on the cross, he was crucified between the thieves. It's, it's almost a reflection of Isaiah. He was numbered. Um, the wounds in his body, I mean, there's, I've, I could, we could literally go on for the next two hours, mm. Nick. But, but here's what I want to say to people. This is a prophecy to me that if I could make this connection, I want to go back to Isaiah 53 because I, I told our listeners to read it, but you know what? I want to read this one here. It says there in Isaiah 53, verse 4 and 5 and 6, it says, Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. This is Isaiah. You know, you know. C- can I just say this as well, Nick? Sometimes uh, we're reading it now, Isaiah 53, and it, in our mind it just makes sense that it was Jesus. But mm. you've got to understand this, that Isaiah, when he wrote this, was, I think, seven 100 BC before Jesus. So he's not just reading something that happened, happened in his life. Yeah, yeah. It was a, a, a direct uh, revelation from God. Now think about that, Nick. If I was to say to you, you know, in 700 years' time, there's going to be a ruler, uh, I wouldn't picture him as being rejected, dying on a cross and buried and betrayed. It doesn't make logical sense. I'd probably envision this leader to be great and he'd be born in a beautiful palace and you know kind of like this very positive picture but yet the the, but the thing about the gospel is that they paint uh, Jesus uh, as the Messiah but 
in many ways, not as the Messiah that the Jews of Jesus' day had originally anticipated. They were expecting someone to be, you know, like in the line of David, this kingly warrior that would vanquish the Roman power, kind of like this victorious king. Isaiah pictures him as the suffering servant. Mm. And so that's why I think to a large degree uh, people of Jesus' day uh, did not discern him because he didn't look like it. He didn't fit the Old Testament passages. And some of them, they uh, didn't understand the prophecy or they misapplied it. And what, while you're saying that, Will, this also we can take a lesson here that the prophet, you know, Isaiah in this case, he was not uh, calculating or carefully thinking what he's saying yeah. uh, not to be discredited, you know, as a... Be- a prophet or as an important person. He delivered the message uh, yeah, from very God. Good. Very important thing, you know, because when we do some things today, we're thinking on all aspects how this uh, will impact yeah. the people. And sometimes we are too political correct or too uh, careful of uh, <laughs> certain things, what we do, what we say, because we may think that that will... Oh, will um, affect yeah. people negatively. We are maybe even sometimes afraid to preach the gospel as it is wow. because of this uh, judgmental yeah. attitude. And this is what I learned from Isaiah, yeah. that Isaiah just delivered the message, which Very was good. unpopular, maybe for that imp- or Absolutely. even for the fulfillment. Absolutely. And I think that you're touching on, I guess, the work of the prophet. They were, they were to tell they were given a message. They were the messengers. Amen. And that's what you're saying. Like, Isaiah didn't question the vision. He didn't try and reappropriate it. He simply gave what God had revealed to mm. him. So that's a very good observation, Nick. And, and all we're trying to say is these are what the prophets said. This is what God revealed to them. Isaiah, Micah, David. I mean, all through the Old Testament. God had revealed specific uh, visions, revelations about the coming Messiah. And and what we're trying to say is, hey, we see it in the life of Jesus. That's why we're making a big fuss about it, Nick, is because Christmas is not just uh, presents. uh, Although it's a beautiful time where we can celebrate with friends and family, but the real meaning is the birth of Jesus Christ. He's the Savior of the world. And more than that, He is as John would say, he was the word made flesh. He was God incarnate. God, mm. Nick, actually came down to this earth. The, the creator enters his creation. And so so that's why Christmas is more than just singing a cup of carols. And by the way, we're not trying to belittle people's experience of Christmas. And if they, they don't see it the way we see it, we're not saying that they're, they're not good people or anything we're just trying to say that hey is really about the birth of jesus and what we're trying to communicate today is that the birth of jesus was a direct fulfillment of prophecy and and we're kind of answering that question today for our theme um god keeps his promises and just coming back to what i was saying um you know back in the gospel of john what did jesus say to his disciples nick um i tell you these things before it comes to pass so that when it does come to pass you may believe and so for our listeners today they may all we encourage you is to say when you read the bible and you read the story of jesus you will find a compelling argument even from the writers themselves, Matthew does this. Mm. He he tells you the story and then he says, hey, guess what? It was fulfilled. 
This, you know, the Magi coming and giving him gifts, and he fled to Egypt because King Herod wanted to kill all the babies. That was a fulfillment. Mm. So, the, the very life of Jesus was was a fulfillment of prophecy, and and that's why we're excited today. Absolutely, and it's great. Uh, and we can uh, look at some of what the promises, you know, and the fulfillment of those uh, prophecies. But will our time is up for today? Yeah. I wonder if you could just say a prayer sure. uh, for this time, for this season, and for ourselves and our listener um, that we may uh, um, experience yeah. in our heart that desire to know and to understand Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, and have an experience with God like never before. Yeah. Father God, we just want to pray for our listeners today. And during this festive season that we call Christmas, a time where we get to meet family, a time where we can uh, give gifts to one another and just a beautiful time of the year. Um, Lord, it's our desire, Nick and I's prayer, that, that people may see the greatest gift. And that is, as Jesus says, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. Whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Lord, that is the gift that you gave to the whole world. And so it's our prayer, Lord, uh, for all of our listeners today, that they will come to that place where they experience the true gift of your son. Because through your son, we have life. We have eternal life. And he says that he came that we may have life and have it up more Amen. abundantly. So please bless our listeners, bless our Faith FM team as we draw to the end of this year and as we look at the new year around the corner, we pray for your blessing in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 This program has been made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. And we thank you for uh, joining us today. Uh, and please uh, come back tomorrow because we are going to look at this uh, question. Uh, why is Jesus better than Santa? And, uh, you know, um, we have a uh, lot of things to share from the Bible about our Lord Jesus Christ. As we'll pray, we wish you uh, God's blessings and a safe and happy season along with our Lord Jesus Christ. I'm leaving you with this uh, beautiful uh, song by Sarah Hart. What love has done.